Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast sponsored by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by a very special guest today, the infamous Dylan LaPalamento. Dylan, thank you for joining me. How are you feeling today? Of course. Thanks for having me. Feeling great, man. Another day. Getting your uh, getting your training your training today? I'm sure you're training fucking every day, but uh, <laughs> it's an everyday thing. Um, so I, I just wanted to, you know, interview you, get get check it, check in and see um, – how you're feeling and just I did want to just talk about your evolution as like a uh, mixed martial artist how you came to be you know how you came to it it fascinates me how guys decide that they want to be a fighter they want to be a mixed martial artist they want to get in a cage and fight because it's not you know that's not an easy decision to make that you're putting a lot on the line every time you get in there and uh, I just wanted to just get your thoughts first like uh I guess I just wanted to start like you were a wrestler growing up, right? Yeah. That was yeah, your that was your thing. How when did you start wrestling? So I was wrestling um since I was a little kid. I was probably like eight or nine years old when I started. And dude, believe it or not, uh man, some kids fucking am I allowed to curse? My Absolutely. Bad. Go go do your thing. But <laughs> sorry, but no, some kids, dude, they start when they're like three years old and shit like that. Yeah. Um but I, I mean, I started when I was a kid, but I guess you could say I, I wasn't that young, but like like eight or nine maybe, mm-hmm. um, and just stuck with it ever since. I guess I wasn't really good at any other sports. Yeah, no, it's and so you re- like wrestled all throughout. Like you never stopped, right? All the way up until you went through up into high school, and you were wrestling college, right? Wrestling college, right? Yeah, man. Every 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 day, it was like we were going. Uh, I just, I wanted to catch up. I wanted to, I wanted to improve every day and stuff. I wanted to get better. So we were going like almost maybe like 11 months out of the year. And then I would have like a little bit of summertime and I would maybe go down the shore or something like that. But we were at it every day up until high school, college, and then the transition happened. And that I I I always admire the wrestlers that you know in MMA wrestling is like a it's the like the mental toughness that it takes to be a wrestler and the out like the sacrifice you make having to you know eat a certain way keep your weight like it, it's like there's a constant sacrifice that some people just can't do it like it, you know especially when you're in high school it's like a crazy thing because you know your friends are out doing whatever and going to parties and like you know eating whatever they want and. I'm sure you're like, well, fuck, I have to, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I, I have to weigh in on Tuesday or whatever. And you're having to like torture your body and, and stop drinking water and all stuff like that. Like, what is that like? You talking about the wrestling? Yeah. Or? Just like, just cutting, like just having to cut weight and like, and even in high school or when you're younger and just ha- like all the people around you, like, I'm sure people just don't even like get it, like, or understand the, the, just the. The t- how tough that is on your body and, only, and not only your body how tough it is on you mentally yeah it was tough in high school because in in high school what you're 15 16 years old and shit and you want to have fun and like you say go to the parties and just be a normal kid but for however long it was five months out of the year you're like cutting weight and the difference with that and the fighting is like Okay, maybe you're fighting every couple months. Like you're a really active guy and you're fighting maybe like every two months even. It's not the same as having to make weight two, three times a week. Yeah. Like as a, as a high school kid. You know what I mean? You're going in there to try to learn. You're going in there for, for what, six hour day and they're trying to teach you like eight different subjects <laughs> and you haven't eaten anything and you had to make weight like three times a week and you're holding that weight. That's the difference, bro. Like, you're just holding a weight all year. Yeah. Where like with the with the um you know, with the way we weigh in now, it's like you make weight for your fight. Usually you weigh in the day before, which is nice. And then, you know, you have a couple weeks, maybe a couple months until you gotta do it all over again. 
Yeah, and, and like you can rehydrate yourself and you can cut all that weight in like a short amount of time. Like you see guys like, you know, even like, for example, Greg Hardy this past weekend was he came in 290 going into a fight where he has to cut to 265, which heavyweights having to cut is absolutely nuts. But like, like you said, though, he only had to do that one yeah. time. You didn't have to do that three times in a week, you know, so it's like a completely different animal, especially when you're in high school, too. It's just like the you know it's not even you're not even getting paid it's not a job or anything it's just like no, you yeah. know like that adds yeah. a little bit different to it when you're like all right like you're doing it for a reason for a, a living and everything but in high school and wrestling you're just doing it because you not only do you love it but you, you feel like you have to you know like this is this is the way it's got to be so um yeah and there, and there was nothing to end with wrestling like i've always said this it wasn't one of those sports where it's like like uh like like we don't we didn't even cut we didn't even cut kids in wrestling like, uh, other teams and stuff, I know, like, they'll make cuts, and if you make the team, it's cool. It's like, oh, I get, like, a Letterman jacket or something like that. I'm on the team. Like, if you don't actually want to be there, like, if you don't actually want to wrestle, you, you have no business being there. It's, there's nothing fun about it, like, no. in the sense of, like, oh, yeah, you know, practices are cool. We get to hang out. Like, no. <laughs> you're in there to fucking grind. Yeah, it's not one of those hangout-friendly sports, like, yeah, where it's, like, the camaraderie of it all. It's, it's an absolute grind. No, yeah, we were killing each other in there. Like, I I remember thinking back, like, some of my best friends, some of my best training partners, and, like, we were killing each other in there. We were friends afterwards, but, yeah, it's it's the weight cutting now, though, it's, it's, much, it's much easier because it is, like, that is my job. So I treat it that way, whereas in being 15, 16 years old, you're going to school, you're, you're learning all day, you have all these other little obligations and stuff like that, and then... You're still practicing every day, you know, a couple hours, cutting weight. So it's not bad. I can't complain now. I really can't complain about the weight cuts. Well, I'm sure now it's, you know, it's easy. It's easy as hell compared to like, like we just said, like how the, all the, it, it built the mental toughness you've built up. Now this seems probably like a walk in the park compared to, you know, what you've had to do in the past. I'm sure there's other guys who get into this now and they're like, oh my God, like I'm starving myself. I have to cut this weight for this fight this weekend. You're like, bruh. I say, this is nothing, dude. I, I I used to do this on the regular, but um, so what was it like uh, wrestling in college? So you go through high school and everything. What uh, what what was there a train? Like I'm sure it was different, but like how was it different going from high school to college and the just just the different the different elements of it? Everyone was good. That's the first. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was good. You like in high school, uh, you still get like some of those kids. Uh, and I guess that's what I would say. We were kids at the time. But you get some of those kids that, like, maybe they were playing multiple sports or their parents got them into it or they didn't want to stop wrestling because they had friends that were doing it. And then you get to college, and it's like everyone that's there wants to be there. Everyone that's there wants to continue their wrestling career. So, like, you go from the matches in high school where maybe a couple times a week you were just kind of breezing through, pin here, you know, big win here, and then and then you get a tough one here and there, right? And then you get into college, and it's like every weekend you're wrestling a tough match. Like all the matches are close; they're two to one or or, or three two, and it's and the practice room too. The practice room is like you might have been the top dog in like your high school practice room, but then you become like the little fish in the big pond as a freshman in college, and you got guys in your face. They're trying to just beat the shit out of you every day <laughs> yeah and these dudes are like you know when, especially when you came right out of high school you felt like a little boy when you would be in like when i first went to college i was just like there's like grown ass like and i wasn't even like really playing any sports like i could not imagine wrestling like dudes who like have beards and like grown at like felt like grown ass <laughs> men compared to you, you know like it's like it's such a uh like an adjustment period but um where did you wrestle you wrestled over at uh what is it called i don't even know what they call it now it, I was at so right out of high school, um, I I was planning. It was weird. It was a weird journey, but I was planning on going to Campbell University. Okay. It's in Carolina, uh, pretty good school. They're a Division One program and stuff. And um, I I don't I don't know. It just whatever had happened at that time. I, I'd have to go back into the eighteen year old mind of Dylan, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't decide to go. I didn't decide to go away. I stayed home. And I was going to go to Rutgers. Uh, I was like enrolled in all Rutgers, New Brunswick. And um, I guess throughout that summer, all the deciding that happened, I was like, you know what? 
Um, I'm going to go to GCC at the time. I, I think yeah. it's like RCGC. RCSJ. Or, they change the name literally every other week, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went there and I wrestled JUCO. I wrestled junior college. And um, I mean, I was told that junior college was tough. Like I, I wasn't surprised because I had a lot of people tell me it's tough. You get a lot of guys that wrestle in junior college that like didn't have the best grades yeah. or for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Save money. I don't know, whatever it may have been. Uh, I mean, same shit happens in football, right? Like mm-hmm. Sam Newton played junior college. I saw Aaron Rodgers. Their, their baseball team is ridiculous. They get dudes that like get drafted yeah. from time to time because of that re- exact reason. They can't cut it at the other places with grades and stuff like that. You're right. Yeah. And I wasn't maybe the, uh, best student in high school <laughs> believe it that but uh, i went there and right away i realized i was like damn this is tough we went to like a, we went to some open tournament it was a it was like a east strausberg open and um i was like all right cool we, we show up and i remember i seen like they had penn state there west virginia like edinburgh and um i was like oh all right and uh i think like my first it might have been like my first like tournament of the year or second tournament of the year. I winded up wrestling uh the the guy he, he wrestled for Lehigh. He went on to win uh the NCAAs that year in my week. I was like, All right, well <laughs> I was like, uh, that's that's one way to start it off, right? <laughs> but um yeah, now nah, that that's where I went. I went to R C G C and then um I actually made that transition while I was like fin- finishing up school, I stopped wrestling and I just uh, went like full forward with the uh, with the MMA path. So did you like, w- like growing up, did you ever think you would be in an MMA or like, was it like always like a passion of yours or did it, was it something that like came along like uh, down the road? Like when, when you were like wrestling in college or like when, when did that, when did that like light bulb go off in your head? I, I asked myself that. I, 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 I think I did. I really do because I remember being a kid and like I just <laughs> man I, I don't know I, I I always thought I would I watched like uh just like uh, probably the rest of us I watched the Ultimate Fighter when I was younger mm-hmm. and back then I think it was on like it might have been on like Spike TV yeah. or something yep. like that right like yep. that was some old school shit and uh I remember I was watching it and damn dude at the time yeah I was like all right, one day, like, I'm going to be a lightweight. I'm going to be, like, a 55-pounder because that was the <laughs> smallest weight class. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that that's the weight class I'll be. I used to watch, like, BJ Penn and stuff. And um, and then, shit, I guess it's a good thing that uh, they added some more weight classes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on, like, a crazy fucking weightlifting regimen. But um, I think I did. I really do because I, I had always, as much as I enjoyed wrestling, it wasn't enough. Like yeah. I didn't feel like it was the most pure form of combat. And and I respect boxing. Like truly I respect boxing. Um, but I, I still feel the same way about boxing. Like I just feel as if MMA is is the the truest form of, of combat. You're you're getting to use everything, all the styles together, and that fascinated me, even as a kid. And I just wanted to I I wanted to I wanted to indulge. I wanted to get involved. <laughs> and I always kind of put it like that too, because when people say like boxing and all the different little, um, you know, the different mixed martial arts, it, but it, there's something about MMA. Like those, those are sports. Like boxing to me is a sport, even though you are punching each other in the head and it's very violent. But like, there's something so. Um, like primal or just like is so like mono mono like skill versus skill like there's so many different ways you can win a fight in MMA that it's like you truly find out who the better man is in the cage every single time you get in there like this past weekend Colby and Jorge if it was a boxing match I'm sure Jorge would have beat his ass but it's not you know and he was able to just grit and grind his way through 25 minutes of just absolutely just dragging him into the deep water like it's it's to me it's just the old like that's why i love it i don't miss a miss fights every weekend because i just love the like just the test of it every week like you don't know what you're gonna see every week you get to see something crazy or something where 
These guys are just putting it all on the line every single week and testing themselves against the very best in the world. And I'm sure that's probably something you, uh, you know, love doing because it's, you know, you've been in there multiple times now. Yeah, well, look at it like this, and I, I that I agree wholeheartedly with what you were saying. Look at it like this: if this was in the in in the olden days, back way way long ago, and there were two people and they were going to fight, let's just say they were going to fight to the death, and one of them said, "All right, well, you can only uh, punch. That's all yeah. you're allowed. To do. You're not allowed to do anything else." It's like, what? If I'm if I'm trying to fight to survive, like. I'm trying to kill you. I'm going to use everything I can, everything I can to, to walk away and win. And that, that's, that's what I see MMA as. Like you said, like I just watched, uh, the, the Ngannou fight and who knew he was going to bring in like that, that type of grappling to the fight because yeah, because, cause you know, uh, Cyril Gallen can strike. Yeah. So it was like, oh, is he going to be able to, you know, follow him around the cage? Is he going to be able to cut him off? And then look at Ngannou yep. using the grappling finding a way to win and it's like he leveled up he rounded out his game uh, i feel like that's why i really really just appreciate mma and everything you're allowed to do and no matter how good you are there's it seems like there's always something you can get better at or like you, i look at kamaru usman who is the ultimate you know wrestler and just was able to always just put his weight on people take them down and just grind them out and now he's got like you know absolute fire in his hands and, and people are terrified to stand with him because he'll knock him the fuck out you know like it's fuck yeah dude and, his striking's really like improved it's crazy yeah and he, even like that's why i loved when him and colby would fight because it is the true test of those like the two best in the world at that weight class because it's like even colby's striking has gotten so much like they they're two guys that like kind of like push each other that where it's like the first time they fought, like I think Kamaru was like, "Oh shit, my striking's not really like there. I need to get better." And he, you know, he try go to Trevor Whitman, he, you know, all that stuff. And same thing with Colby. Colby gets other oh, oh, kicked out of his gym and whatnot, but he goes <laughs> his striking gets better. And they just, you know, you continually level up, level up, level up, and get better. I did want to ask you, when was the uh, first time you walked into an MMA gym? And like, where, where like, what what was the feeling like? Did you you knew right away, like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, actually, the first time, I guess, I, I guess you would consider, um, I was, I was young, and um, I believe your brother trains out of Hassett's, right? Yep. Yeah, that was the first jujitsu gym that I had ever been to. It was actually Hassett's, and that was a long time ago. And uh, I stepped in there, and I had wrestled you know, my whole life. And I was like, all right, I'll be good. You know, I, I had felt pretty good going in there. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna wrestle these guys. And then I said, Oh, no, I, I was I was, I was humbled very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but that was actually the first I guess you would consider um, combat sport type of gym that I had ever went to. And uh, eventually, I had made my, you know, transition into web later down the road but uh yeah was i was i nervous i don't think so you know because because i'm i'm just a curious person i'm so like fascinated with with what what's out there what you can learn in anything in life and that was something that i didn't know i didn't know any brazilian jiu-jitsu at the time and i i figured there was an opportunity to to learn yeah i just started uh, about like two months ago at hassett's oh, yeah? and yeah and it's like I, I can see like my, you know my brother's been doing it for a while now he's always yeah Yo, you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go I'm like you know bro I don't want to do like you know I'm like what do I need to do that for and then he was like dude just come one night so I I went and I was like okay yeah like I can see like it's like you said though it's like always learning something there's so many uh, little details and intricate things about the just the grappling jujitsu and just like oh well no you grab his arm like this and you, yeah it's like. That just fascinates me how there's like something you can always get better at and progress at. And just like, that's what I feel like life is all about. Just trying to get better at whatever it is you're doing. And that, that just fascinates me, man. And it's just like the, the testing yourself against other people. And like, you know, I'm still a white belt. I'm getting tapped out all the time, but it's like, it's awesome. You know, like it's just, it just that feeling of just like, you know, I'm, I'm in there wrestling with uh, black belts and they're, they're putting me in these baseball chokes. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And I'm like having him explain it to me. He's like, yeah, yeah you want to do this? And I'm like, 
God damn, like, and you leave there, you're like, I can't wait to go back, you know? You know what my coach says? He says, the only difference between, uh, like, and this was even, I remember hearing this when I was white belt, when I was blue belt, uh, and now as a purple belt, he, he would say, the only difference between the guys up at the front, like the black belts, uh, and the rest of the, the lines, he was like, is we've just gotten beat up more than you guys. Yeah. And, that's really true. You just catch your lickings on the way there. You get humbled every day in there. But you know what? It feels good at the end. It feels rewarding. Even you, you feel like you can take something and learn something from every situation that happens. So, uh, when was the first time you stepped into the uh, into the into the uh, web MMA? Okay, yeah, good question. So, I think I'm pretty sure uh, web MMA opened up in 2018. I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and it happened to open up in my, my hometown, uh, our hometown. So, uh, that, that was it. I remember like right when it had opened up, I had got word of it and I knew who Jonathan was. Cause yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, I was still wrestling, uh, maybe in like middle school or high school at the time. And Jonathan had, uh, won the CFFC world title Mm -hmm. and got signed to the UFC. And, um, I remember watching his fights and, it would say like fighting out of Cherry Hill, and I was like, "Oh, that's so close!" Like I, you would never see that. I remember seeing yep. like Frank Edgar, but like Edgar was a uh, he was a North Jersey guy, or Tom's River. But uh, seeing someone that close to home, it, it's like I don't know. It's like a little inspiring. It feels like they're paving the way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we could do this too. Yeah. And when he opened the gym, that was all I needed to see. I, I had known, so I knew the the head striking coach at Webb. I had known since I was younger and I had worked with him along the way, even while I was wrestling and stuff, just trying to learn how to strike and whatnot. And, um, I went over there one day and I, I met Jonathan and, uh, he said to me, he said, do you have your stuff? I said, yeah, I got some stuff with me. He said, all right, yeah, you can train. I, I trained the first day I walked in, got my stuff, got in there and trained. And I just knew, I knew it. I knew it was a good fit. Like Jonathan was, he was cool. Yeah, and I mean, he. You see, I mean, he's, the the guys that come over there and train that just goes to show you like the the expertise and the level of respect that people have for for Webb because he is he's truly been there and done that. Like he's he has the, all the experience you could possibly want in a coach, you know, and a guy who's actually like fought. So let me ask you. Uh, so your first fight is in what February of twenty twenty. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what? What? How? How? What went into that? Like, what the thinking and uh, like how much? How long did you train? Right. So you w- trained what about a year, year and a half almost? Or am I right? Right before you went into that first fight. So that's the thing. That's why I was saying it's such a weird. Uh, on paper, yeah, you could say that. But um, I started. Uh, I started working on my stand up. I started working on my striking in about. 2000 and i would say maybe 14 oh yeah so while back yeah and i started working on my striking and uh mostly yeah mostly striking stuff and i was working with phil maldonado who is the striking coach at web now and um uh eventually um time fast forwards and uh i was wrestling at the time and jonathan opens up web mma 2018 and um i was there and yet after that i was fully like you know working on rounding out my mma game from probably 2018 till yeah the first fight in 2020 and there were a ton of uh like opponents who pulled out of the fights like leading up to that i I probably should have made my my debut in in 2019 i would say yeah, yeah. That's what it seems like a lot of because I like a couple of the Hassett's guys like fight, and I just hear like them talk about the different like this one kid who's fighting. I think for like Maverick MMA or something like that. He, yeah, from that. yeah. He um he like he had like three guys pull out of his fight, <clears throat> and they're like they're sending them like pictures of dudes that he's supposed to be fighting like fight next, and I'm like it's just the the amateur MMA game is a crazy like it's a wild game. You got to be selling tickets you know like you're it's, you're responsible for selling as uh, yeah, you know certain amount of tickets for some of these uh, organizations and whatnot but um your first fight 
take me through your think. So, I mean, you've competed before, but this is a whole different level of competition. Uh, it's a whole nother ball. Yeah, game. man. Yep. So, what are you? How are you feeling when you're going to the arena? How are you feeling when you're in in the back? You know, warming up. So, just take me through some of the the thoughts and the met. You know, what you're going through mentally uh, going into that far uh, into that first fight. Yeah. So, I. I had a couple fights lined up in 2019, and I was chomping at the bit. Um, I just wanted to get out there. I, I really felt like I had the skills. I really felt like I, I, you know, this was something that I could do. And um, a couple opponents pulled out, and then finally we, we got a fight. And um, the guy that I was fighting had already had three fights. So I was like, all right, he, he's not going to pull out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to yeah. get cold. It's not going to be a situation like that. Like, well, we're going to fight. And, um, I think <laughs> I was supposed to, we were, we were supposed to fight at like 125 and, uh, I, I was much smaller two years ago probably, but I remember they, they hit us up and they were like, could you guys do the fight at 130? And we were like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And then they were like, well, would you do it at 135? And we were like, Shit, I don't <laughs> care. Just run it. Just let's go. You we know just want to fight, man. Yeah. Just show up. Just show up. So it was in Atlantic City, right in, right in, you know, our backyard. And I was like excited about that. I had a shit ton of people come. And, um, like you said, I, I competed, you know, from what we talked about. And I, I wrestled in the, the nationals in college. I wrestled in the nationals in high school. Like I'd been, I'd been to some pretty big arenas and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, it's different because, because this is something that I haven't ever done. I haven't ever done an, organized fight you could say so i always say it's like you know it's not as much nervousness but it's new to you right like it's like jumping out of a plane if you haven't ever yeah it's like not like bad anxiety but it's just like that anxious feeling of just like yeah you just want to get in there right like you're just yeah let's get on with it yeah yeah so that day uh so everything was the same day that's the thing about jersey um so uh everything was the same day like you weigh in and you get your medicals done, and you fight all in the same, like... Oh, wow. Yeah. that That's the thing with Jersey uh, as an amateur. And then, like, in other states, like Philly and New York, which I fought in, or Philly is a city, but... <laughs> um, yeah, you uh, you weigh in the day before. You get your medicals done the day before. It's just a smoother process. But um, that day, yeah, there was a lot going on. And I think I was, like, the fourth fight. So, I... I just remember being in the back and uh, my coach had told me stories about it too and whatnot. But like, uh, I remember being in the back and for your first one, like you hear the crowd and stuff, you hear the crowd noise and uh, someone got finished. Um, They, they winded up getting armbarred, but I thought they got knocked out because I didn't know. All I heard was just people going nuts. And I was like, all right, it's like, we're, we're getting, we're getting to the witching hour. Like, it's almost time. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I really wasn't nervous. It just, it just was something new. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all it was. Yeah, and it's like it, it, it's. Uh, I, I guess I would compare it to like you know you do something so much you tr- the practice something all the time like, uh, you know even like say you're given a a a, a speech in cl- in class or something like that or a book report okay and you've worked so hard on it and you've practiced you practice you practice and you're actually prepared for it. And then you're sitting there in class, and you're like, they, they call name after name after name. And you're like, dude, just call me, bro. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, just put me up there. I just want to get this over with so we can do this. I know I'm going to do good, but, like, the, the anxiety and the nervousness of waiting for it is probably even worse than the actual fight winds up being. So It's true. You're right. And you get in there, and then it just, like, seems like everything is just doesn't matter anymore. Your tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. But, um... Yeah, like I, I always say that the the preparation breeds confidence. Oh yeah, you, you, the confidence comes from just hours and hours and hours in the gym, hours of preparation, and and I that's why I said like when I get in there, I, I really that I don't I, I mean it when I say it, and and people think that I, I I'm just like talking smoke. I I don't get nervous in there. It's for me that's like a. I feel like it's just like an opportunity. It's an opportunity to just 
showcase everything I've been working on. It's like I get to go in there and, and make art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, yeah, it's all, all the work you've put in. You want to show all these people what you've been doing. Like, it's I'm not just in there playing patty cake with people. I'm actually fucking getting better every single day, and I want you people to see what I've been working on. And I like that. Yeah, it's I like, like <laughs> not in there playing fucking patty cake. <laughs> yeah. I I think I might have said that before to one of my friends or something. I say, yeah, I'm not in there to fucking play patty cake. I'm yeah, like, man. yeah, I like that. I'm in there. I'm looking to finish these people. I'm in there trying to grind these fucking people out. And, you know, you get the opportunity to do it. And it's, a, it's, it's a, uh, like you said, it's like, it's like art. It really is when you, when you sit there and watch it and watch, you know, guys like you just, uh, just chasing their dreams and going in there and just putting it all on the line every time. So you do that fight. You have a second fight, and then the pandemic happens like right after that, right? So you're, you're, yeah, I'm sure that fucking put a little roadblock in there and derailed you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the first fight happens. I, I, I won that fight by unanimous decision, and then, uh, and and he was he was a, a scrappy kid. He had some tough fights. They booked him some tough fights, uh, and. Like I said, I don't think he was ever finished. He was just, he was a scrappy kid. Um, and a lot of respect. And then uh, the pandemic happens and I trained the whole way through, but just not, uh, it was tough because like we didn't know what to expect. Nobody knew when, when sports were going to come back. Nobody yep. knew, nobody knew what we were it was training. scary, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kept the goal in mind and I just, I stayed locked in. I really did. I trained the whole way through and I think that's where the advancements were made. I think the progress I made from my first fight to my second fight was, it was a whole nother level. And I really believe it's, I attribute it to the fact that I just, I stayed the course and I, I just pushed forward and I prepared. I was preparing for something that I didn't even know what I was preparing for. Yeah, and you just but that that's probably what makes you better though cuz you're not fo- centrally focused on one thing. You're just focused on yourself. I'm getting myself better. I'm you know, I'm I'm just working every single day and that's all you literally could do cuz you know, like I I kind of said I I for personally, I in my mind, I never thought that they could just stop sports. You know, like I I'm a big sports oh, fan. I couldn't believe that like the NBA just stopped playing and like that UFC, like I was heartbroken because at the time UFC, the UFC was going to be Ferguson and Habib. That was like the big yes. fight and it got canceled because of that. And I was like, all right, this world's over. Like there's literally no point in living anymore. Like they canceled the, this fight for the sixth time, fifth time. I was like, <laughs> I was absolutely heartbroken. You know, I like, I couldn't believe that this could happen, but uh, you, you know, like you just kept your nose to the grindstone, kept going, kept going. And then eventually you get another fight in what June of 2021. That that's your yeah. that's your second fight and how did that go? Yeah, that was June nineteenth in Long Island, New York. Um, that was against a guy at the time who was he was one and zero, and I remember mm, that was my that was at one twenty five. So that was the first time making one twenty five. But I had grown since then, so. Like you said, the pandemic happens. Everybody puts on like 25 pounds. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> um, I'm sure. You, were you eating during the pandemic? Hell, I, I wasn't doing anything but the eating, man. I was just laying on my couch playing video games and eating, dude. There was nothing Taco to do. Taco Tuesdays. Hell yeah. Whatever, whatever I could do to make myself happy. I was eating candy, you know, just doing shit. Exactly. And that's so – I was like, all right, I got to make 125 for this. But it was a day before rain, so I was – I was happy about that. Um, made the weight pretty easily. Like, it wasn't a problem. And then uh, I had a really good camp. I felt really good. And uh, it was a wild card. I've never seen anything like it. I've never been a part of anything like it. Ring of Combat, and um, which uh, they do, like, mostly professional fights, maybe all professional fights. And then um, Dead Serious, which does only amateur fights, they combined. Yeah. To do one big, like, 35, it was like 32 fight per, like, 32 fights in one, in one day. Um, and, uh, I remember I was like, oh, all right. And they told me I was going to be like the second or third fight. I fought at like one o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) 
it was it was weird. I, I thought I was like getting ready. I told my friends, I was like, yeah, I'll probably be flying around like six o'clock. And I was like, yo, guys, I'm flying at like one o'clock. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was different rules too. So in New York, uh, you're allowed to head kick and you're allowed to elbow on the ground. So oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was like a little bit of a change and I, I really didn't mind it. I was looking forward to it because there's so many restrictions when you fight an amateur fight in Jersey. Dude, I was um, going to ask you about that. Cause it's like, um, you know, my, I, I interviewed Kenny Cockrell. He, he was, uh, he just had his first MMA, uh, his amateur MMA fight, but yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. It's, it's fucking knocked that guy out. But, uh, yeah, it was a very good performance. It's, um, it, it kind of it's crazy to me though that amateur like the amateur MMA doesn't have like any ground and pound or any sort of like it, and it, I'm sure it restricts guys like you who are like grapplers and wrestlers who like it, you it's hard to submit a guy when he can just kind of lay there and like keep his hands close and just make sure he doesn't get submitted like it's it kind yeah. of limits your game a little bit right it it definitely it definitely proposes more challenges but like. I I say the same thing, and I even say it. I'm sure we'll get there at one point with with my most recent fight. But I I don't make excuses. I just look at it as I I got to be better because yeah. the, the rules are the rules, and you got to work within them. And yeah, it is true that if you maybe could land some heavy strikes on the ground, you can open a guy up, or maybe he turns and gives you his back. Whereas if you can't land any ground and pound, he knows all he really has to do is just avoid being submitted. Yep, just survive. So, but that like like i said that comes down to that comes down to me and and that's on me to to you know make those technical corrections and and find a way to finish the guy regardless of the rules whether it's a 30 second round or a 10 minute round spoken like a true martial artist right there um <laughs> well, yeah. so and then you do get a finish here in your third fight on bar yeah. which you know i'm sure was uh, a fucking a great feeling for you yeah the second one was another unanimous decision that was, I felt I felt great in that fight. That one went the full time, and I felt like I could go five more rounds after that. And we fought outside. I forgot to say that. Oh shit! That, really? Yeah, yeah. It was the middle of the summer. It was June, and we fought outside. And I was like, I remember we were like, "Hmm, this this will be." It was hot. It was really hot. And uh, we. <laughs> Yeah, I felt good though. I was like, all right, yeah, I feel good. Maybe maybe the outside air was a good thing because sometimes, man, like compared to fighting inside when there's like lights are just like beating down on you. Right as hell, yeah. Yeah, and you feel them. There's heat that comes off those lights. But uh, yeah, we fought outside and uh, that that was a unanimous decision. I came very, very close in, in my opinion to, to getting a couple finishes. I had like a rear naked in the second round and I had an arm bar. That was pretty tight uh, at the end of the third round, and time ran out. So, credit to him; he, he did a good job of avoiding it. But uh, third fight, yeah, that's back in Atlantic City, and um, that was against a guy. He had, I think, he had ten fights going into that fight. I had had two at the time, um, and I, I was able to finish him with an arm bar. It was a a scramble happened, and I, I just kind of got to a position just that's that stuff happens i feel like it's just natural like you get to these positions that that you get to in training every single day and once i was there i i just knew i knew that i was gonna finish him like a shark that smells blood in the water it was like oh yep i've seen this one before just snatched his arm took it, it really did feel like that yeah just took it with you uh you know and that that's you know that makes you three and oh uh, that was what two months? Yeah, so that was a qu- the quickest turnaround for you, right? For a little, yeah, obviously two months. Two months right after your second fight, and then, yep. uh, and then you get the fight at CFFC, man. So that that's that was probably a big deal for you. Yeah, that was cool. That was that was exciting. As again, it's a, another opportunity, and uh, they just we we had wanted we had wanted to get on a card of theirs in October, and it was actually against the same guy. And for whatever reason, uh, I from from my side, this is this is the way we saw it. I, I believe they didn't take the fight. Um, so fast forward into January 29th, and we get the news maybe a couple months prior that they were going to take the fight. And um, yeah, that one was in Philly, 
that was different rules as well because the rounds were shorter. Yeah. Um, they were two minute, two minute, two minute rounds. Um, and I, man, I don't know about some people. I don't know if they would prefer shorter rounds, like if it's a cardio thing, but like for me, I would prefer the rounds to be longer. Like I feel like the longer the rounds go, that that bodes well in my favor. So, um, yeah, another, another scrappy guy. Uh, I, I feel as if, I feel as if, um, maybe on paper the, the test had gotten tougher each fight of mine. Cause the third guy I had fought, uh, he, like I said, he had a lot of fights and he actually finished a couple guys. Um, he had competed in a lot of BJJ tournaments, but I, I, I just don't think that he was going to be able to grapple with me in there. And then the most recent guy I fought was also a wrestler and had some, some BJJ experience as well. So on paper, it was, it was a good, it was a good test. Yeah. And then you have the call out afterwards, which was, uh, very, well, not the call out, but just kind of letting them know, you know, like you get, you guys got to get me someone that's kind of on my level, you know, like, you know, respectfully, these people are not <laughs> on my level respectfully. That's why I, that cracked me up. You were, and then you like the people start booing you. You're like, Hey man, I said respectfully, like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm being respectful, but, uh, so what, what do you, uh, you know, obviously I'm sure you guys are cooking up a fight or looking for your next move. Uh, do you have anything planned or any time that you want to fight next? Um, side note, I have to say, cause, cause I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> shit I'm not, listen, I, I, I like to have fun and I'm not a big shit talker, but I will say how I feel. And the, the, the thing that people don't know about that is, uh, that fight, I, I went for finishes the entire fight. I'm not, yep. I'm you got to see it? Yeah. Okay, I went for finishes from round one to round to the end of the fight. And, uh, you know, came close to a couple. But, again, credit to him. He, he did a good job of staying in there. Scrappy kid. Uh, I don't think he's ever been finished before. And um, after the fight, uh, I had known some of the coaches on their staff. Um, they had coached uh, a wrestling team that, that we would wrestle when I was in high school. And... Um, he was cool. The the guy I fought, he was cool. Uh, he shook my hand, whatever, you know. It's a good fight. After the fight, it's, it's over. It's, you know, yeah. he got it there just like I did, and it's nothing but respect. And I always feel that way. But um, his coach didn't shake my hand. I, I've never had that happen to me. Wow. In a fight. Yeah, so I, I went over in all my prior fights. Uh, I had fought a guy, two guys that were on the same team before, like back-to-back fights, and their coaches were they were nice to me. It was, it, it's over with. It's, you know, we both trained hard and we yeah, fought hard. Fight's a fight, man. You know, someone wins, someone loses. Yeah. Listen, you get crazy situations like with the Colby Jorge. Thing, oh, yeah. That's this, blood rivalry going on there. But yeah, th- this was nothing like that. I, I think that their gym has like a little secret I, beef I, with, what, with yeah, the old wet boys. Yeah. I guess there's like a distaste on their end. We're both gyms in South Jersey. Um, but you guys know, like, uh, your brother has come over and trained with us before and we've had other guys from Hassett's and it's, it's all good. But I, like I said, I guess, I don't know if their coach maybe has, has it out for my coach or isn't a fan or something, but, uh, I walked over after the fight and I went to like, uh, you know, shake the cornerman's hand and stuff and they, they just walked out. So I remember my coach was just like, ah, that's what it is. And I feel like that fueled a little bit of the fueled fire. a little bit of the yeah, let, letting you know that you're not on my level. Like you know, <laughs> I like that. I like that. But I had to, I had to throw that in there. Um, I'm sorry. The, you had said what, what's next? Yeah. What, yeah. what do you have? What do you have up your sleeve for your next fight? Or do you have any plan? Like you know, you might not have a guy or a date or anything, but like, do you have any you know, uh, roundabout idea of when you want to fight again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We were ready to go, man, as soon as possible. You, you've seen what my turnarounds are. I'll get back in there, you know, immediately uh, if you can, a, a week, right? week or two later. Yeah, I, I, I stay ready. I, I train as if I'm going to fight every single day. But uh, my sister is getting married. So, congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. She's, she's getting married uh, this weekend in California. Oh. So, that did pop up. Um, and, once that's, you know, over and whatnot, well, we're going to start looking at, uh, you know, trying to get on another card and see what makes sense. But, but I spoke to my coach and we're, we're, we're figuring some, some stuff out at the moment. Nothing. Uh, we don't have anything. We don't have any, uh, thing like lockdown for sure right now. Uh, so 
when I do, just, I'll make sure I'll make sure you know. But you uh, right now, just training, just staying in the gym, getting, just trying to get better every day, and you know, uh, we'll see what's next. We'll see what's next. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll we'll have something set up soon. So, what are your like uh, long term goals as far as uh, like turning professional? Because obviously, I believe you know your your plan is to turn professional at some point. Do you have a set number of fights you want to do, or you kind of just like you'll know you'll know when you know, and you'll just go for it. Yeah, that is the plan, brother. Um, I think I think you're exactly right on on what you said at the end. I think you you know when you know, and uh, I didn't ever go into it with a set number of of fights that I wanted to do. Like I know some guys will do that. They'll be like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be this record before I do it. Or I want this many fights. And for me, I, I feel like you just, it's, it's your journey and you know, you know better than anybody, but I, I do trust my coach. I trust my coaches. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, that, that's something that I have to feel, you know, I'm ready to do as well. That's something that I, I gotta trust myself with. And, um, and, and I think we're getting there. I think, I think, uh, I think we're very close, but that is the plan. I I do plan to, you know, turn professional with it. Um, as far as when, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, like you said, you'll know when you know, man. Like it's not a, you know, you might wake up one day and be like, you know, oh shit, I'm fucking ready to go, dude. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to fucking make this fucking bank, but. Um, That's what it is. I'll tell you that, man. I'm, I'm ready to start getting a little check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- done with this amateur stuff. I want to get paid. But, you know, and, and like I'm sure, you know, the amount of work you put into it, you eventually you're going to be like, you know, all right, it's time. But it's no rush to any of it. It It's it's all about you. You know, I'm sure your, your coaches are involved in it, just knowing where your skill level is at. And, you know, I'm sure, you f- you're sure, I'm sure your skill level is already at a level where you could turn professional, but there's really no rush into getting into that, right? Like you don't want to jump into that before you, you mentally or are ready to go, go for it. So, you know, it's just take your time and, and, you know, you, you, like you, like we said, you'll know when you know, and then you'll be able to fucking make that transition. And, and you know, the way I feel about it is like, I really got to say when, when it comes down to it from the first fight to the second, to the third, to the fourth and so on, I feel like it's I, I I didn't ever care what the rules were. Where whatever the rules were were the rules, whatever weight it was at within reason. Uh not gonna do like a one seventy pound fight. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh and it's the to me it's all the same, you know, if if it's an amateur fight or if it's an advanced amateur fight or a pro fight, at the end of the day it's a fight and it doesn't matter where it's at, when it is, what way it's it's a fight. So like it's it's more so just I feel like it's just got to happen naturally. It, it's just got to flow into each other. And you know, there's some guys that don't even have a extensive amateur career. Yeah. Like if, at one point, what back in like the when when MMA was still evolving, they they didn't fight amateur fights. You know what I mean? They just they just went. Yeah, they just went and got in there for the first time. And it was like, oh, okay, like <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, it, I don't, sure, but I doubt like Chuck Liddell had any amateur fights. Maybe like in a different style or something like that, but I don't think he had like any amateur MMA fights. No, like, um, like we always on here, uh, are sitting here when we're trying to make our bets before the fights. Uh, we, we sit and look at like all their records and stuff and you see a lot of guys that have no, like, like for example, Conor McGregor had one amateur fight before his first uh, professional fight. And there's plenty, yeah. there's plenty of guys that just, ne- like you said, never had any, you know, like it's, it, it's different for everyone though. Like everyone's career is different. Everyone's body's different. Everyone's, it's just all, it, every, that's why this sport is different than any other sport because there is not one way to do it. There is not a blueprint right, on brother. how to get there. Like there's not an NBA draft where you do this, do that. And you get, you know, like you have to do it on your own. You have to cut your own rug, blaze your own path. And you know, and you're, you're on your way to doing it, brother. You should be proud of yourself. Oh, thank you, man. You're right, though. It's like, it's like a book. It really is. You're right. It's like a book. It's it's not like uh, there's no cookie cutter way to do it. Where like like you said, because uh, you get guys. Uh, I think like Israel Adesanya, for example. He he was uh, in glory. He was a very well renowned kickboxer, and then he made that transition. Or like Henry Seudo, high high level Olympic wrestler, and then I I think he I'm pretty sure he went straight into pro fights. I'm sure um, he did. Yeah. So you never know, and then uh, 
everybody's everybody's path's different. You get some guys who are super good at jujitsu. Like I, I don't know. Imagine if Gordon Ryan decided to get into MMA or something like that. Or you know what I mean? Uh, I, I know Dylan Dennis had had done it and <laughs> went in there. And I, yeah, I know a lot of people have their mixed opinions of that. But he, what did he go in there and just? submit the dudes yeah yeah he made it look easy against that first guy i don't even i don't know who he fought but that that guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think i've seen an interview and he said he didn't know who he fought no he definitely he probably doesn't even remember the dude's name it's like a local garbage man or something like that but you know he he got it done though and he did get it done no discredit to dylan dennis it's correct and actually i used to love dylan dennis just because of how like you know i'm a big mcgregor guy so i i I, by proxy love dylan dennis and uh just sad to see him getting choked out by bouncers down in uh down in Staten, Staten Island or wherever the fuck we'll he was. Give him the benefit of the doubt. He's right? a little we'll hammered, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah. Not, I'm not I'm gonna cut him a break. And I think he's hurt too. Like he's battling a knee injury. It just ha- I think he's going through like a rough period. But you know, we'll when you, probably when, we'll we'll bank on the fact that he probably had too many too many uh <laughs> too many green green tea shots or something. <laughs> <laughs> One too many tequila shots. Hey, yeah, you know what and. The way he was dressed, he did not seem like he was ready to grapple anyone that night. And, um, yeah, yeah, Mr. Bouncer got the best of him, man. And those bouncers are big dudes, man. I'm not, you know, you can have all the skill in the world, but if you got a 300-pound dude on your back, you're going to be in for a rough night. It's not – and like you said, especially if you've had too many green tea shots or Skittle bombs or whatever (laughs) it is that you like to enjoy on a Saturday or Friday night or, you know. Whatever night you you people out there like to drink. I know there's some animals out at less than this podcast. I'll have to drink on a Tuesday night, but you know, <laughs> enjoy it, everyone. Um, Dylan, I want to thank you for joining me, man. It was, uh, it was awesome to talk to you. Uh, hope to have you on again. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to you again sometime uh, later on down the road. Uh, Any time. You guys just let me know. I, I, I love it. You know what I mean? It's cool that uh, you guys are so intrigued with the sport in itself, and that, that makes me feel... Like you guys have the same interests as me, so anytime. Hey, it, was bro. A- it was it was a pleasure. It was an honor, man. So uh, yeah, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you know, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Comment, come into the streets and tell me to go fuck myself or that this is horrible because <laughs> I've had I haven't really had anyone tell me to go fuck myself, but they do tell me it's good. So I appreciate all the support from everyone and. Uh, Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you, Dylan. Hey, if they're talking about it. Hey, it's good. Any press is good press, right? Any press is good press, even like when they booed me, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was his guys booing me. Too. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. They were booing shows. you when you came out. Like, I was like, oh, like, even the announcer was like, oh, man, like, this really a large contingency here. Uh, in, in all fairness, I, I, I know I travel with a rowdy group. They're, they're rowdy. I mean, the nickname says it itself, the infamous. They love it. They buy into it. And I think they did boo him first. I think. <laughs> so... So in all fairness, it's 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 fair game, but yeah, any press is good press. So if you guys are telling them to go fuck yourself, I mean, at least you're watching, right? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, I've told you know I haven't had that. Like I said, I have no one's told me to go fuck myself yet, but I'm sure it is coming. Hey, maybe uh, this guy's coach will come up to me and tell me to go fuck myself for this interview. So uh, that <laughs> that'll be a good thing. Now I'll take that. <laughs> He might, bro. He might. He's got a chip <laughs> on his shoulder for sure. But you put on a you put on a put on a great show, brother. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I appreciate it, man. Of course.